0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: And thank you for staying tuned here on Real Presence Live on this wonderful Wednesday morning. What a great talk we just had with uh, Tim from Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Such wonderful work they do, you know, giving a, a... friendly face you know building friendships you know and looking at it as that way i love that that term friends in need right rather than serving the poor the underprivileged the friends in need you know yeah trying to put them as a lower
2: class or something that they're that, that you know just to be just help and get it over with or something but rather meeting them where they're at as someone who needs love who needs christ and it's a powerful testimony and it just it was a all of our speakers today, but, but specifically Tim right there, just, it kind of hit my heart again of like, I really need to get back into something where I'm having contact with the poor and making sure that's a regular part of my life because it's just such a beautiful way uh, to give, but to receive, you know, because there's just so many things you get when you help people, but they give you because you realize this is what Christ calls us to do is to get out and to be with our brothers and sisters in so many different ways and walks of life.
1: Absolutely. And you talk about giving to receive, and uh, that kind of transitions us into uh, what, what I mentioned before the break. You are the director of vocations That's here for the true. Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And uh, the new school year uh, just started at, uh, at IHM there. I saw the, the pictures of the, the upperclassmen welcoming the yep. underclassmen, getting them moved into the little dorm rooms and all that fun stuff. So how's, how's that Yes, going? so we
2: moved in two weeks ago, and then last week was the first week of classes, and nobody died. <laughs> well, there you go. So there we're off go. and running good. Guys, you know, we had, uh, there's like 20 new guys at IHM this year, which is a, a big new class. And, um, and a total of around 52 or 51 guys uh, in total, wow. seminarians, that attended IHM Seminary in Winona and right on St. Mary's University campus. And we asked the new guys on Friday. We, we had them go around. We had a meeting to talk about some things. And we said, give one word. About how the first week went And the guys You know it was a wide range of things But the guys were like Chaos, (laughs) chaos <laughs> uh, exhausting <laughs> uh, others of course said like invigorating and just you know a lot of positive but uh, but it's a lot it's a lot to take in because we're not just asking these guys to go study right they're coming right. and there's we're saying you're gonna be part of a formation program which is gonna be spiritual you're gonna be up at 6:30 a.m. for morning prayer and mass you're you're gonna you know gather with your class and pray night prayer you're gonna have a formation conference uh, you know at different times throughout the week and and we're gonna ask you to to, you know, tuck in your shirt you know, wear wear dress pants, yeah. wear nice shoes. You you don't get to just look like a college student and kind of forget to comb your hair or you know show up <laughs> to class with a pastry in your mouth or whatever. Um, you you have to come prepared and you have to be ready to go and witness uh, as a seminarian studying for the for the priesthood. And these are young men. They're you know eighteen to twenty six, seven, eight. You know some some a little bit older like that, but most of them are, are, are sometimes right out of high school or just you know transferred in after a year or two of college, and, and so they're still growing. As an individual, they're trying to find out who they are, they're trying to understand how to form relationships, how to be human, how to, how to relate to technology, all those things. And so we're setting kind of the expectations that we have not in some kind of harsh, rigoristic way, but in a way that casts a vision for their life, right? A way that says, we want you guys to grow. We want you to be men of integrity. We want you to be men uh, of of the church, men who love the Lord. And so that that demands, (laughs) and and it's not easy in today's culture. They're coming out of the culture and into a a formation program that's going to ask a lot of them. And it's powerful to see. And so... This year, for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, we have 20 seminarians, which is awesome. That's a great number for us uh, as a local church. I, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, I've been vocation director. This is my fifth year, and it's certainly the largest number we've had, but it's probably the largest number we've had in, in a long, long time. Right. And it's, it's encouraging to see young people discerning. But the reality is, is when people get excited about that number, I quickly shoot it down. I'm like, well, you know. I jokingly say, it's it's more quantity than quality. <laughs> We're working on the quality part. But it's but it, the truth is, is that number changes very fluidly, right? They, it, yeah. it shifts from year to year uh, because guys discern in and out. Hopefully, once they get closer and closer to ordination, they're not discerning out. Right, right, right. But the college years are really meant in seminary to be a house of, yes, formation, but also a house of discernment, where the guys are coming to ask the question, is this what God wants for my life? And so we expect that there'll be a certain attrition rate, a certain a number of guys that would say I I, I felt called to enter seminary I'm a better man for it but now I no longer
1: feel like God is asking this of me for the rest of my life yeah I've known plenty of guys who do great work in ministry Mm -hmm. you know married wife and kids, all that thing. wonderful they serve stuff. serve the church better. Exactly. And, you know, they, they needed that time in seminary almost, you know, every single one says, I needed that time. I needed those few years in seminary to yeah. really focus my prayer life and, and to really be formed as a Catholic man yeah. before I could answer my vocation to marriage and, and yeah. fatherhood and those kinds of things. Um, for those people who aren't really familiar with the seminary process, yeah. how is... I guess, you know, you see things like pre-theology, right. pre-this yep. and that, yep. under peop- under these guys' names. When you look at the poster at the back of the church, how does that process work? Because yeah, you said they're young guys, they right? Are, Straight yeah. out of high school at IHM here. Yep, in so in
2: Winona, Minnesota, at St. Mary's University, there's a, a college seminary. And so it's uh, for men who are in the college range, meaning they don't have a, a bachelor's degree. Or if they do have a bachelor's degree, they're doing what you call pre-theology, right? So this before they study theology, they need uh, either a bachelor's degree in philosophy, or they take uh, enough courses and, and, and get that, that philosophy component. Uh, because what is philosophy? It's a natural study of knowledge, right? How do we come to know? How do we come to understand the world? Uh, how do we relate to the things around us uh, to know um, what is true, what is good, you know, all those right. things. And so it's a pursuit of truth. And, uh, and so these young men are, are forming their intellects, forming their minds, forming their hearts, and then they're learning the basics on prayer. They're learning the basics on on how to develop as a human. Uh, We do a lot of psychology components to help them kind of integrate around emotional awareness, self-knowledge, you know, those kinds of things. So the process is that they really need time. And so yeah. we are moving more and more in the church today to an individualized process. We're so focused on this kind of semester. He's a freshman. He's a sophomore. You know, that's just the way we think. In in America, we think in terms of semesters. We think in terms of kind of the educational dynamism. But we're moving more and more away from that to give these guys an individualized formation, but we still use the the basic structures of kind of the freshman, sophomore components. And so when guys enter college, if they transfer in, they transfer in as a sophomore or maybe a junior, they would do those years uh, at seminary to finish their college degree, but also to receive that formation. Once they finish their formation of college, then they go on, and and so Pope Francis in in the Congregation uh, for Education in seminaries recently shifted it from college and theology, they want to focus on stages. So they call the college area the discipleship stage, where it's ah. this meant to be that they're growing as a disciple of Jesus as a man after the heart of Christ. And then they call the theology stage, so the final four years, so it's a master's degree that they'll get, but they do four years of studies of theology, and they get a lot of formation there. They're working on their homilies, prep, you know, yeah. how to hear confessions, how to celebrate Mass, yeah, all the practical things, but a a lot more uh, behind the scenes too. But then they're also studying about Christology. They're studying about the Trinity, all those bigger courses. But Pope Francis started calling the final four years uh, the conformity stage, conforming yourself to the heart Just, of Jesus yeah. and to the priesthood. And so learning the art of living uh, as a priest and getting more experience in the parish, those kinds of things that the guys need. Um, so that's that's what we're looking at now. And um, This year we have our guys studying up at St. Paul Seminary. We have one guy finishing out at Sagahart Major Seminary in Detroit. But everybody else in our theology school so the guys that are in their final years of preparation so we have six guys studying there three guys in a special program up in St. Paul as well that are doing a, a, a formation year program to help just integrate, work on things, uh, help th- their prayer life, help them grow as an individual to be a man of greater interior freedom for the Lord. So just so many good things going on. It's a lot to manage and to look after, and I feel sometimes like I'm you know, inadequate to try to maintain uh, 20 guys and keep reporting to the bishop how they're doing and all those things, but it's powerful to walk with them and to see the good work of God in their lives. And These are men of integrity. They're normal men. They're good men. They care about the, the church and, and serving the people. People of God, they care about serving uh, faithfully to Jesus Christ. So, it's just so cool to, to and, and just po- profound for me as the vocation director to kind of stand with them and walk with them. You know And to see all the things that they 're growing in and the ways that they they become just more and more ready to be to serve and, and even when they get to be ordained they 're not perfect men right i'm not, I'm not <laughs> right. forecasting that they 're all going to be perfect, but they are, they're ready to kind of
1: strive on the journey of their vocation, and that 's a, a, a really powerful thing to see absolutely and I, and you kind of touched on it a little bit there at the end how you know watching these men through their formation through these seminary years and all that, how that impacts your own ministry as a priest yeah. and how that, that speaks to that. How do you yeah, find it, that interaction? It, it always inspires me, right? Like, they, they kind of hold my feet to the flame, right? I
2: can't grow lukewarm when I got to encourage these guys <laughs> right. to be holy priests. And so it, it, it inspires me a lot to say, like, what kind of priest do I want to be or what kind of priest do I want these men to be? Right. It, and, and therefore, I got to live in, in accord with that. I got to live with that integrity in my life. And that's, that's true for all of us. If we want holy priests, we need holy lay people. If we want right. holy lay people, we need holy priests. And Uh, and that's the the, the, they work together and they spend time they need to know how to spend time with families their own family but to to meet people as well and so there's so many demands on the priest today he's asked to be a a pastor an administrator you know a counselor and uh, a spiritual director so many things a preacher you know all these things are demanded on the priest well these men are young men who are coming in from the world from families like the listeners that listen to this program and then they're being formed to be able to serve in a greater mission. So it's it's not easy, there's lots of challenges in our culture today. It's really hard to form guys to uh not only just the conversion pieces but to the emotional stuff, you know, the human stuff. It's really difficult. And yet these men are answering that bell. They're responding generously. They're open to the formation. They're not resistant or bitter that we're asking them to grow. They want this integrity. It's so beautiful to see. So that does inspire me a lot to to want to be better all the
1: time. So yeah, absolutely. And uh just uh just seeing the the reason, you know, we we just moved here to this diocese in May, uh, but we have Father Tay yeah. at our parish there in Wasika and he's a, he's a fairly he fairly is. young priest, yep. yeah, you three know. or four years ordained, yeah, absolutely. And just seeing the the energy and uh, all of that that you know you can tell. I mean, obviously, there are building blocks there to begin with, right? right? right. But that formation process really, yeah, it just wow, what a fantastic <laughs> exactly, priest! Yeah, he and I are <laughs> from the same hometown,
2: so it's. I look at him and I said, I don't know how we, either of us ever made it, but we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, he's
1: a good man. That's great. But, uh, it, and uh, maybe a little bit after the break, we'll talk a little bit maybe about how uh, the formation process now maybe differs from the way it was when, sure. when you went through the formation yeah. process, because I'm sure it, it, it varies over time, just like any other process. For sure. And that's a little interesting. And maybe uh, talk a little bit uh, to those guys who uh, may be discerning whether or not this is a good good thing for them it's it's never too early to start especially with seminary i'm sure there's plenty of paperwork and all that other fun stuff you know just like applying for regular college you got to start now basically (laughs) if this is senior year of high school so talk a little bit about that after the break this is a really great uh discussion about vocations um and vocations is definitely something that we really want to support and promote here on real presence radio and real presence live uh please stick with us Father Jason Kern, Nick Modelski coming to you
0: from St. James Coffee in Rochester. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco.
3: We've been here from the beginning. We've been givers this whole time, and it really just has played a huge part in um, our faith growing. Um, starting with the testimony of Father Picott, that was the very first time I listened to Catholic Radio probably for more than, you know, five minutes at a time. And I was hooked after that because you get a glimpse of, um, you get a glimpse of people in their real life situations, you know, and you, when we listen to Catholic Answers, which is one of our favorite shows, you, you hear questions of people and how they really think and their struggles and and um it's great for our kids to listen to but i you know, you get different angles of how you answer questions and you know how you can look at your faith from a different situation and i don't know it's just i i don't know what i would do without catholic answers or any dr ray um <laughs> <laughs> like dan said my uh, my kids don't always enjoy us listening to that
0: You're listening to Real Presence live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: And hello again from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Nick Madelski and Father Jason Kern here talking about uh, vocations. In general, vocations in general, but specifically here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester as well. We talked a little bit about the the incoming students at Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Seminary in Winona. And uh, right before the break, uh, you know, we kind of. We're getting towards it, and I thought it would kind of be interesting uh, for listeners. I, I'm interested, and I'm a listener, right? So, <laughs> must count um, how the formation process. You know, you, you talked a little bit about, and people may have seen it in the news. Pope Francis kind of reforming a little bit the the, the formation process for priests. Um, how does the process now maybe differ uh, from the process you went through? Yeah, in, in, in a lot of ways it's similar, but in a lot of ways
2: uh, it's become so much more personalized. Because what we're seeing is, is you can't just have a program. You can't just say, okay, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to achieve. If you pass your classes, if you look the part, then everything's good to go. But what we're finding is that even in priests uh, who are ordained, there's still internal struggle, right? There's loneliness, there's depression, there's things that arise that need to be dealt with well we want to as much as possible give guys if not the capacity to have dealt with it receive healing uh continue to process their family of origin struggles whatever it might be uh not only do we want to give them that opportunity, but we want to also give them greater tools around those opportunities when they, cause sometimes those things don't come up until, you know, you're 35 and you're under a lot of pressure right. and you're realizing like, actually, I, I actually don't really like myself or mm. I, I project onto this kind of person and I need to deal with that anger issue. Um, you know, those kinds of things arise and you don't know it until later in life. And, and if you, if you're not reflecting, if you're not you know aware, then you, you, you don't know how to deal with it. And sometimes you feel a lot of shame or guilt for, from your past. Um, there can be chastity issues that these guys coming in and need to deal with, right? Yeah. They, they have a lot of struggle with impurity, and so we have to hit that head on and be honest in those conversations.
1: Just, just like a lot of other guys their age. Yeah. You know? they're no, and, like you said, no different. Right? right.
2: They're no different in a lot of ways, and so uh, they're very different in some ways because they are responding to a call from God and, and that takes a lot of courage in today's culture. Absolutely. So, like, we recognize that these men are a sort of mystery. <laughs> know, like Where do they come from? Uh, they come from good families. That's where they come from. They come from colleges where the, youth, the ministry program is meeting them where they're at and walking with them to faith. Those are the two main places. Some of them are anomalous where they're coming out of a public high school or a Catholic high school yeah. that isn't really that dynamic. And you're like, wow, you're, you're sort of... Um, a surprise, but but they <laughs> but they come, and and they say yes to the Lord, and and I'd say one of the biggest ways that it's different from when I was there, like I met with a formation advisor, what we call a formation advisor, a priest, and and we we'd have conversations about everything, you know, kind of general check in, but he didn't really really know me, right? He right. knew me well enough. He knew I was living right. living the faith, and I wasn't crazy or something, <laughs> uh, and I was honest about my struggles and stuff, but. Uh, but but now we really get to know these guys. We know them awesome. in a lot of ways, like a dad knows his son, and we care about them that way too. You know, where we're really trying to meet them where they're at and, and say, like, we want to build a bridge, a culture of support, a culture of encounter that walks with you and helps you. We're not here to judge you or to you know right. kind of condemn you or kick you out or something like that. We're here to be a spiritual father who, who walks with you towards ordination, and so it's a positive environment. It's a really encouraging environment. Uh, but and also a very challenging one where we Absolutely. do have very intentional conversations. You know, I met with a guy yesterday that, you know, he's just got some social needs and some yeah. things that were like, we just want to see more authenticity from you. You want to see, you know, let down the guard of trying to prove yourself or present yourself in a certain way, but rather show the truth of who you are and, and that you can walk with others in the pews uh, to faith. You're going to need to be able to be authentic. And so those kinds of conversations are not easy to have,
1: but we, right. we are
2: very intentional to do so.
1: Right. And it's better to have that conversation. Now, yes. right?
2: <laughs> well, and the, the reality is, is bishops aren't with the guy all the time, right? And so they, right.
1: and so do, uh,
2: is a parishioner going to say that to their priest? Maybe if right, they have a close uh, relationship with them. But if so, if we're not saying it to him now, nobody is probably going to, and that's dangerous. We got to be able to have those kinds of intentional conversations, uh, and and you know, we can talk about whether that should be the case or not with the priesthood. But it's <laughs> the reality right now right. that these guys are going in, and they're in leadership roles, and and that's the situation they're in. So we have to support them now to transfer. Their hearts,
1: absolutely. Uh, what kind of uh, advice? Because I'm sure, I'm sure there's guys listening now um, who, who maybe you know, their interest has peaked or you know, seeing uh, maybe a friend of theirs is going off to seminary or hearing about that, and they might think, well, do I have a call? Do I have a vocation to this? way of life. What kind of advice would you yeah. give to guys like
2: that? First and foremost, be not afraid, right? Like Jesus Christ is calling you. He's the Lord of your life. He loves you and has a great plan for your life. Don't be afraid to say yes to that. It's a journey that yes is scary and yes is full of lots of curves and things you wouldn't expect. It's challenging, um, but that's what we want. We want uh, to be challenged in our lives. We want to be asked to do something great with our lives. And that's what the call from the Lord is. It's a call to greatness, to holiness, to radical sanctity. And, and that's the culture we want to create in the seminary, is men who are s- s- searching after the heart of Jesus, trying to be saints in today's world. It's not easy, but it's it's a great call. And so that's, I would say, run to Jesus, trust Him with your whole life, and you will find the pathway forward. He will lead you. He will direct you, and He wants to show you the way forward. So um, that start there, and try to pray. There's great resources available in the church today. There's videos on YouTube. There's uh, books like to Save a Thousand Souls. There's pamphlets on how to pray. Um, your vocations director, your pastor, hopefully can get you those resources. Uh, reach out to your vocation director. Just start a conversation. When I meet with a guy, I'm not giving him an application the first time, right? It's, right. A, it's an initial conversation, a dialogue to just say, okay, where are you at? This is how to discern. This is what it means to pray about this. Here's some steps you can take to practically move forward, right? And and to be open, right? That's all that we're looking. So when I call a guy, if I his pastor says, hey, this is a great guy would you reach out to him it's always a a, a very general like hey i just want to meet you and just talk about what god's doing in your life right like let's start there and then we can build uh, a conversation forward about is god calling you to more and is this discernment leading you to apply and enter the seminary so yeah the process can be slow it can be fast but we, we want to give it the time that it's warranted and so i say start now if you're trying to think about the next fall because the vocation director needs time to get to know you he's sort of the gatekeeper right he's the one who kind of says is this guy ready for seminary right or does he need a pre-formation year or just a year before he even applies uh to work on some things we're, we're constantly trying to accompany guys before they enter so that they're as prepared as possible to engage the formation process and to really open themselves up to the Lord and the work of grace and healing that He wants to bring.
1: And I think uh, one of the things I remember that... Uh that, that's helpful for some guys is kind of the, um, what do you see, come and see retreats. Yes, like right. is there
2: anything coming up? There is, yep. Here? So November, the weekend of November 5th and 6th or 6th and 7th, whatever that weekend is, <laughs> is uh, is is the, the first uh, this fall of the come and see weekends. We're planning to have it. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to have uh, a full house of guests. Usually we get 30 or 40 guys that come for those. And so we're planning to, to do it and it. have a great time. There'll be two in the spring in March and uh, yeah. or April. And so we can get... Get that information out as well, but it's uh, it's a great opportunity just to check the place out, to hear from seminarians about their own discernment, to meet the guys, see that they're normal, <laughs> and, and <laughs> right. just
1: the, the good environment that IHM has uh, to offer. Well, awesome, and and we'll uh, talk a little bit in a second about uh, specific you know uh, way guys ways guys can get in touch with you or uh, find out more information online. Uh, but right now, let's send it up to fabulous Fargo uh, for a preview of the next coming days.
3: Thanks, Nick. So um, tomorrow, due to a sudden illness, we will not be airing Real Presence Live. We'll just broadcast um, the normal EWTM programming from 9 to 11, so you can join us for More to Life and Women of Grace. Then on Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Karen Gebis and Amy Julian are your hosts, coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Rapid City, South Dakota. They'll discuss healing from grief with george wallace and christina lar will share about her experience of 9 11 all that and much more is coming up on the next real presence live that'll be on friday from 9 to 11 a.m central
1: back to you all right thank you so much for that therese um it, like i mentioned before we uh uh took the the break there the preview break uh where can guys go to find out more information? How can they get in touch with you?
2: Yep. So IHM Seminary has a website, IHMseminary.org. Uh, there's lots of resources online, um, the There's all kinds of things available. The best way to do it is, you know, start with if you trust you, if you know your pastor and feel comfortable talking to him, go to him. He will guide you. But if, if maybe, it, you know, for whatever reason you don't have a close relationship with him or you don't feel comfortable, email your vocation director. Uh, send him a message. You can look that up on dowr.com, dot org, I mean, or the Diocese of Winona Rochester dot org, and, uh, and the, click the vocations page. My email is on there, jkern at dowr.org is my email, J K E R N. At dowr.org, uh, and I'm always happy to dialogue, and, and would love that conversation. Um, or if you know someone in southern Minnesota, that would be a good person for me to reach out to. Uh, I'm happy to do that as well, and just see what they're what they're thinking about discernment.
1: And I think, uh, at least for me, and this is my my personal experience, but at first being a, a young catholic guy you can be kind of scared to talk to a vocations director because you think they're going to like trick you into right, <laughs> becoming right. a priest or something that doesn't serve anyone right uh, really it's an honest open process of discernment yeah. and it's really uh it, you know like you said it can go as slow as it needs to yeah you know it's very much uh getting to know each other and really discerning hardcore whether this is something that's good for, for that individual as well as for the church. Amen. Right? Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: people call me the recruiter, but I say, no, 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 I'm the <laughs> discerner. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm walking with people. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Father, can you give us a really quick blessing? Yes. May the Lord Jesus
2: let his grace be upon you today, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. God bless your day.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.